the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Welcome, Biblical Citizens. We are very excited to talk to our special guest today, Mr. Jeff Weitzman. You might say that the title of our show today is, There is no defense against a calm man or woman armed with the truth. Jeff is a professional award-winning filmmaker. He's made five documentaries in the last five years. He's been an actor in Hollywood. He's a musician, a researcher, and writer, and he's the father of two grown children. He's very interested in alternative ways of healing. He's experienced some of those himself, and he believes that the current medical model is seriously flawed, as we do, especially because of his wife's battle with cancer. Uh, Because he's such a multidimensional person, uh, we're not going to be able to get to everything that we'd like to, but we want to start out with his extraordinary and amazing achievements in health freedom activism that we can talk about today. He's been amazing in getting being instrumental in getting some of the mask mandates lifted, the vaccine mandates. So it's just amazing what he's been able to do and the example that he's set. I first met Jeff this last April when we filed surety bond claims against our infamous San Diego County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher, who's been one of the most stringent lockdown officials and mandate officials. He's come down with these really strict mandates. And so we will talk about that, what happened with it. But first, we want to explore and celebrate the fact that masks are no longer on children at school in California. Store owners are not requiring them. Many of the people pushing vaccine passports and vaccine mandates are not succeeding, and some of them are being held accountable in court. So welcome to our show, Jeff. I'm really excited about this discussion we're going to have. Good morning, Kathleen. Great to be with you. So I just want our listeners to pause for a moment. Everybody, just take a deep breath. Just breathe in really deeply. Without man. <sighs> And appreciate our God-given right to breathe oxygen. Our without producers joining with us in a, that. without being hindered. Yeah, by this obnoxious face covering. Um, Brian, go ahead with a question. Well, I want to start out. I've seen some of your videos, Jeff. Even though this is the first time you and I have talked, uh, spoken directly. Sprouts. Let's talk about what your experience was with Sprouts, because I think it's. A great example, uh, we have a Sprouts near us that were really like uh, Nazi enforcers of the mass. So what, what did you do and what, what happened with them? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you had the same experience I did, where you walk in there, you try to talk to them like a human being, and they come back at you with this energy that I've never seen before in my life, which is, no, you're not a human, you don't deserve to have any exemptions, any rights under the Constitution, you do what we say, or get the hell out of our store. And, I mean, it was just shocking to me, and that whole attitude that everybody had that somehow they have power over me. I was willing to forgive that on a number of areas that I didn't readily need right away. Like I don't need to travel to Hawaii or I don't need to go to Germany, but when it came to organic fruits and vegetables that I need to survive, that's where I drew the line. And so really the only question for me was, how am I going to break through this wall? Because the wall is this minion who's standing in front of me, who's basically, uh, you know, just he, he's doing what he's been told he has to do. Otherwise, he'll get fired. How am I going to break through that? And so ultimately what I found, the trick that I found was if I use the law with them and present the law directly to them, there's nothing they can do to stop me. And so what I did, you know, finally, when I, when I got the, you know, the message from God, which is, Jeff, you have to love these individuals. You can't go in there and bully your way to not wearing a mask. Like, and it's so great, too, right? Because all of our answers come down to love. We're mm -hmm. either loving ourselves or loving others, or we're doing harm to ourselves or doing harm to others. And so once I sort of found that piece of the puzzle of I have to love this manager, this minion, then it was really easy because I would walk in there and I'd, they'd be like, sir, sir, you have to wear a mask. And I'd go, oh, no, actually, I don't. And how are you today? <laughs> and, and, and I'm going yeah. to bless you by educating you. <laughs> right, right. And so I had the law in writing. And the law that I went with is – it's a federal law on emergency use devices of which the mask, the vaccine, and the PCR test, they're all emergency authorized. They're not FDA approved. And, um, you know, they have a FDA approved some vaccines, but those aren't, those aren't even on the market. You can't get them anywhere. Right. And again, that's part of the trick. They're, you know, they're trying to trick us. So the law is 21 U.S. Code 360 BBB-3. It says that we all have informed consent and the option to refuse any emergency use device because it's not approved and there's no long-term safety studies on it. So I would just have that on paper and I would say, here's the law. You know, how do you want to accommodate it? I'm going to go shopping now. And when I get to the register, you let me know. And so I would do my shopping and then I would film it. Because when I would film these managers, it would hold them accountable. And um, so I got to the checkout stand and the guy stood there with his arms crossed and he goes, I'm not letting you pass here. You cannot do this. And I said, oh, are you trying to falsely imprison me? And again, <laughs> that's an, another law, right? Which is you yeah. cannot falsely imprison another human being. So we went to that law and then they were like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. And they stepped away. So then they said to their cashier, do not check him out. He's not wearing a mask. I said, that's okay. I'll pay cash. And so I, you know, here's the items I got. This is the tax. Here's the cash. All right, we're done here. 
I'm going to leave now. And they're like, well, not before we call the police. And I said, great, I'm going <laughs> to wait for that. So I waited for the police. And then, the, you know, the sheriffs came and I met the sheriffs in the parking lot. And I say, hey, I just want to make sure that you took an oath to the Constitution to preserve the Constitution. Is that correct? And the guy goes, yeah. I said, all right, we should have no problem here. So we walk in. The manager says to the policeman after like 30 minutes of hemming and hawing, he said, I want you to write him a citation for trespassing. <laughs> and the, the sheriff said, okay, I will do it. So he wrote me this ticket for trespassing. Two weeks later, the district attorney dropped the charges because, you know, obviously he knew he couldn't prosecute it. And so then I went right back into Sprouts and did the same thing over again. Gave him the law, filmed them, paid cash at the register. And, you know, eventually I, kept, I just did it over and over and over again until finally the CEO of Sprouts relented. And he said, no more mask mandates for any stores anywhere in the country. And this was before the governor even mask um, mandate. And then his decision at Sprouts then carried over to all the other grocery stores. And then eventually we got rid of masks in grocery stores. And I thought the way you just managed your your demeanor, we saw it on video, was just very extraordinary. Just able to just tell the law, be armed with the truth in a calm manner, just tell, tell them what you were going to do. Uh I know that Peggy Hall was also working on getting the mass mandates off of Sprouts. It was one of the worst offenders. And, and I did participate in writing letters to Sprouts, the corporate headquarters, too. And she had encouraged you know, other people to do that. So do you know exactly how that transpired, that they actually lifted it? Because they were one of the first ones to lift it. And I said, oh, wow. I didn't know how exactly it happened. I thought, oh well, maybe my letter helped. And they're and they're all they are all over. But, we I, we often go to the we have a place in Utah, and we often go to the Sprouts in Utah. But they're all over. So that Jeff, this was huge. Yeah. This was huge. So I know that you had an encounter with the CEO, right? Or you you well, t- talked to him, or well, well, I I did I did talk to them in Scottsdale, Arizona, and um, and you know. The, the, the pressure was coming from a lot of different sources. And yes, Kathleen, your letter did have an effect. It did? <laughs> in, in, yeah, My little in letter. Arizona, yeah. yeah, and in Arizona, there were a number of people that were even serving them with uh, documents saying that, uh, you know, they were going to go to the Secretary of State and that, that uh, the Sprouts would owe them money. So the the process started happening where people were saying, hey, you're going to owe us money because we're going to file a claim against you. So I think that was important. But there was something about the videos that I did because there were, you know, three of them back to back that really exposed the store for their hypocrisy. And I think yeah. ultimately the CEO was feeling the heat of the hypocrisy of a supposed health food store, not respecting people's individual health decisions. And I think that's the reason Sprouts caved before anybody else is they had a shred of a conscience. The others just all took the money from the government that said, unless you give us 100% compliance on this issue, we're not going to give free federal money. Uh, you know, in the form of loans and other things. 
And, and that's what kept this whole thing in place anyway, was the, the government just printing trillions of dollars to pay everybody off. Yeah. Right. We, just endless bribery. With, a- with the hospitals, everybody. businesses, schools, right across the board, probably on a scale never never before seen. Jeff, another law that you used, uh, and I don't remember if it was in the Sprouts videos or in the, we might want to touch a little bit on your experience with Trader Joe's as well, but I know in one or both instances, they were saying that they were a private business and you had no, you know, they were basically at, at whatever point in the conversation they were saying, you have to leave the store without basically without being able to buy anything. And you brought up public accommodation, which is something that I, um, I've i heard about, but I haven't really been that aware of. I think many of us have bowed to this idea, well, they're a private business, so they have the right to serve or not serve whoever they want. No, but that isn't, but that isn't really true, is it? That's a great point, Brian. Yes, they're a place of public accommodation, which changes the rules in a sense. Because if you are a private organization, yeah, you can make a lot of decisions. The only decisions you can't make are you can't break the law. Right. So, you know, just because you're a private institution, you can't have granny fighting night and have <laughs> grannies, you know, boxing each other. Uh, you have to you would have to get a special license for that or do something separate. Um, but but no, they can't break the law. And so but as a place of public accommodation, they're subject to laws like the Americans with Disabilities Act. And in California, uh, we have, um, gosh, a code. It's a code 51. And it's, it basically is that Civil Rights Act, which says that you, you can't discriminate against anybody for their uh, medical or religious preferences. And so all that was being swept under the rug. But yeah, place of public accommodation changes everything. And we would use that. And when they would say, we're private, you can't be here. We would say, just because you're private doesn't mean you're above the law. You still have to honor the law. And some people confused the ability to to deny service based on a dress code, uh, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service, with a medical device, which which is what a mask is. So we had to clarify that. Yeah. Yeah, and whenever they would say, no, no, no shirt, no shoes, no service, that's our right. It's like, yeah, but you're not breaking the law by saying no shirt, no shoes, no service. The moment you say you have to wear a mask, now you're breaking the law. Now you're liable. Because nobody can force you to have any medical intervention whatsoever, according to the law. You've got to have informed consent. That's We were always trained that as nurses. So they, that just galled me. And I did become angry. And, you know, I knew that so many... Violations were happening according to medical ethics, according to informed consent from the beginning, and and I I had to fight my anger. I did not have to fight my my fear as much as anger. Like, what? Why are they doing these things? So, tell us about how you were prepared, you know, by this time in your life um, to to manage your fear or your well, your fear and your anger. And so, remaining calm. Yeah, remaining calm. How did you remain just, calm? Because you were getting uh, just, and I imagine it went way beyond the, you know, the the shortened version that we saw in the videos. But you were getting some serious, irrational, non legal opposition, and yet you just maintained a, a calm demeanor. Like, tell us some background on that. Well, so 
Well, I'll even go a step further, Kathleen, than your word anger. For me, it was rage. Mm-hmm. And it it was, how dare you? How dare you try to exert power over me? Uh, to How dare you usurp God's inalienable rights that I was given? And yeah. that, you know, I've spent a lifetime uh, recovering from my abuse in childhood. And one of the tricks I learned was that forgiveness doesn't come until all the feelings are felt. And so when I would sit in church and people would say, you just have to forgive, you have to forgive. I even went to the the pastor of the church and I met with him privately. And I said, do you know that every time you share that message, you're denying people the chance to process all of their feelings? I said, because for me to forgive my father and what he did to me, I had to first go through rage. Then I had to go through the the tears and, and the grieving of what I lost. And then finally, I had to get to the point of taking responsibility and saying, okay, what he did, that was, a, that was done. I've processed all my feelings. Now I'm ready to take responsibility. I'm no longer going to be the victim. And I'm going to go to a higher place. I'm not going to settle down in that base energy of reacting directly to something that somebody did to me. I'm going to go to a higher place. I'm going to send them love. I'm going to send them forgiveness. And um, I am now going to be responsible to not allow anybody to ever tell me what to do. And so Hmm. that was sort of the backdrop to it. So once I got to that moment and I realized I had the law, I had the love, then it was just a matter of using that rage. Okay. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> like send it away somewhere. It was down there, Brian and Kathleen, the whole time it was at the base of my heart was that rage and that feeling of you will not usurp God. You will not take from me what is not your right to take from me. And, and, you know, I am going to use love and calm energy to stand my ground. That was sort of behind the scenes. That's excellent. And the Bible does talk about uh, managing your emotions a lot. That doesn't mean suppressing them. That means, Thank you. yes, it means processing them. And, and we know that Jesus wept when his friend died, and he, he, he had full range of emotions, and he grieved over things, and he wept over Jerusalem. And yes, that's a part of the process, and we all need to do that. And we learned that as healthcare professionals, just help people go through the grieving process, because it will happen. You know, there's the stages. And yes, you must go through that. And even in some of your films, you talk about if you don't process these feelings of anger and rage, it's going to affect your healing. Um, but also just managing this store owner that we saw you on the video, you said that there, you, you know, you learned something in acting school. You said it's good to be fully present without force. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Just, wow. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's the key to everything in life because the moment we bring force, into something, then we injure ourselves, right? We, you know, we haul something out to the trash that's too heavy for us and we end up, you know, hurting our back or 
um, it gets caught on our ankle and, you know, we hurt our ankle. You know, there's so many injuries that happen to us in life because we're using force. Mm. And so when I went to an acting class one time, because I was in Hollywood, I was an actor for 10 years. I had a lot of success, but I really 10 years. Yeah, but I also realized that, the, I, that you know the writing was on the wall. That I either um, played their game, which was giving up all my power um, and and doing things I didn't want to do, or, or I got out. So I had to get out. But while I was there, I had a great acting class with a teacher who said that that the goal on stage is to be fully present without force. And, and, you know, what does it mean to be fully present? It means to be in your feelings, in your emotions, not denying those. Mm-hmm. And, and also, you know, just allowing, just this acceptance, this surrender to whatever is. And, uh, you know, allowing for the process that God has us all on of healing, which is not an instant fix. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. And every day God gives us another piece of the puzzle. And then we incorporate that. And, you know, but, but the, the, like you say, the whole key to the whole thing is being at the, in that space of, of being there without force. And that's what Satan does. He, he, he wants people to be forced to do things. He's constantly uh, coercing. And the, min- the minute the government coerces us to do something that should not be con- coerced, yeah, we need to follow the law. They're coercing us outside of the law. So tell us about going to schools as well. We, anybody that wants to see the example of how to do this, just go on Jeff's website, go on the Instagram. Where do they find that video of you going yeah. towards they, to the if, schools? <laughs> if they look at Jeff just, Weitzman, um, spell the name W-I-T-Z-E-M-A-N, I have all my videos on Instagram, YouTube. That's probably the easiest place to and they're you know buried in Facebook with a lot of other posts, but um, yeah, Instagram and YouTube it's great. And the thing with the schools was that they were breaking the law, and um, they were receiving money to the tune of like fifty-two million dollars per quarter. This is money that schools have never seen before, and. Wow, they, that's yeah, a lot of money. You're, you're talking about just here in San Diego. Is that what you're talking about? Fifty-two uh, million a quarter. Everywhere in the United States. Well, I and think we that to, uh, is that possible that that was fifty-two billion because I think it was in the many billions. Well, yeah. You know what? To be clear, it was uh, thir- at the Poway Unified School District. They were getting thirteen million six hundred sixty-five thousand per quarter. Yeah, and so that's how we got to the fifty-two million a year figure. Just and for Poway, wow! That's just for Poway, wow! So the amount of money that was being given to uh, all these schools was so high. That's when you realize why they were responding the way they were responding, which was no humanity whatsoever. And the only way they get that money is with 100% compliance. And the only way they can do 100% compliance is to break the law and deny every single religious and medical exemption that parents would give them. I didn't know it was 100% compliance that they had to... I mean, that is just cruel. Yeah. 
Oh, it, it, it's it's completely uh, beyond the pale. So yeah. anyway, what we did, and this goes back to, first of all, what I did with Trader Joe's, which is I served them with a legal document, which is a demand for correction and investigation into the laws that they're breaking. And I listed on there the like eight uh, federal laws, seven state laws that they were breaking Trader Joe's by force masking, force vaccinating their employees. And so then that translated over to I, I would serve the principals because I didn't care about the school districts. I didn't care about Newsom. I'm going to go right to the person who's enforcing the illegal acts mm -hmm. and tell them to their face, you're breaking the law. We will hold you accountable and you will go to jail. And, and you so got it all on that, film. <laughs> yeah, I got it all on yeah. film. And so this is not a misdemeanor. This is a felony. I'm serving you with legal paperwork. You either change or we're going to prosecute you. And, you know, there's a group, Let Them Breathe, here in San Diego, which also had some really good stuff from their she's, attorney. She's been on our show. Jeff, I have to interject just for a moment. We're yeah, running yeah. pretty much out of time for this episode, but we are yeah. so excited. We're going to have you on again next week so we can continue next week with this. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for today, one of our best discussions ever we're so glad you're coming back next week. We're going to continue with this. We're going to talk about um, the whole. We're going to talk more broadly about our medical system and, frankly, a lot of the corruption in it. We're going to talk about bonds for the win, where you and Kathleen first met, and then about what we can do, what kind of uh, structures, what kind of things we can set up so these mandates never happen again. So, thanks so much, Jeff, and we'll look forward to having you on again next week. Let's do it, Brian. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.